Welcome to the Perfectly Flawed podcast. On this podcast, I am your host, Renee Fox, and I chat to various people who are willing to be open and vulnerable about their own experiences with mental health and sport. Please keep in mind that the things discussed on this podcast are people's own experiences and is not medical advice. If anything in these episodes is triggering for you or you feel like you need assistance, please contact a health professional or Lifeline on 13 11 14. Welcome to this episode of the Perfectly Flawed podcast. So this episode is going to be a little different to the previous ones that I've done. It's just going to be me and talking about myself and kind of why I started this podcast. And I'm definitely learning on the fly, 100%. And I feel really weird sitting in a room talking to myself into a microphone. And I don't know if I will ever get to the stage that this will feel somewhat normal or comfortable, but um, it's a new experience, but we'll roll with it. Um, So I'm just gonna jump right in and start with three random facts about myself. Um, So the first fact is I have hypermobile elbows. And when I straighten my arms, it can look a little bit funky. It looks like my elbows are kind of going back the other way. So it looks like my arm is kind of bent. Um, which is kind of interesting. The second fact about me is I am a massive chocoholic. I love chocolate so much and it'd be very, very rare if I went a single day without eating some kind of chocolate throughout the day. Um, And third random fact about myself is I had a goal of by the age of 18 visiting all the states and territories in Australia, which I did, which is kind of cool. Um, so I guess I'll just get started into about myself. When I was growing up, I had to learn how to swim. That was one of the requirements by my parents for both myself and my brother. We had to know how to swim. So we had to do learn to swim program, do all the levels all the way through to graduating and then it was our choice if we continued on with swimming after that and I most definitely did I've always loved the water even as a baby you know most babies cry when it's bath time bath time but not me there is tapes like literal tapes old school tapes of me in the bath laughing and smiling like I loved the water always have so I did learn to swim graduated at the age of nine and have been doing squad ever since so 13 years later and we're still here still swimming um and then like before I started primary school I did a little bit of dancing and according to mum, I stopped dancing because there was too much warm up and too much stretching and not enough dancing. So <laughs> that didn't last very long. And then when I started primary school, I took up basketball for a little bit. And 
did that with one of the girls that I was in prep with, kind of liked it. And then I got copped a ball to the face and that was it. I was like, nope, I'm out. See you later. Um, But all through, like I loved primary school and was always running around at recess and lunch, whether it was Gang Up Tiggy or Cops and Robbers or Foursquare, Lion Tiggy, playing soccer, playing footy, playing cricket, 40-40. Oh, those are the days, 40-40. And then about grade three, I took up netball with the primary school and we competed every Monday night in a game and I absolutely fell in love with it and that kind of stuck around until early high school when swimming sort of picked up a gear and had to make the choice of you know if I want to continue on with my swimming I need to put more time into it so netball unfortunately had to be put to the side although I'd love to get back into the sport at some point as I still very much would love to play Um, I even did little athletics for a while um, through late primary school and then early high school. Uh, But I was so fit and just loved sport. I was a bit of a shy kid, but as soon as it came to sport, my competitive nature came out and I was unstoppable. I was so competitive. Like I remember... In PE class, whenever we did the beep test, we didn't have enough room on the basketball court to have the girls and the guys, like the whole class run at once. So they would do the girls first and then the guys would do it after. But little competitive me decided to tell the sports teacher that the girls are too slow, so I need to run with the boys. And that's exactly what I did. And I would be struggling so much, but I'd say, nah, there's still too many boys left. I have to keep going. And I would be right there till the end. And, you know, there'd be one or two that would continue after. But there was no chance I was going to let those boys beat me. Or, you know, at lunchtime, like, someone want to arm wrestle me. And I'd arm wrestle the boys. Or who could do the most push-ups? Or who could do the most sit-ups? I was always in there, always wanted to win, and I didn't have a care in the world. I just gave everything a go. And then high school came around, went to Frankston High School, which, again, I absolutely loved school. Very sporty school, still continuing my swimming. Um, And I think it wasn't until I got to high school that... I guess you kind of hit puberty and your body changes and hormones and all that kind of thing. You come a little bit more self-conscious and more aware of other people and other things that are going on. And I think I was still very competitive and still loved my sport, but I think I was definitely a bit more reserved about it and wasn't as carefree Um, and... Yeah, like I was in primary school, but definitely still competitive, just a lot more quiet about it. (laughs) Not as in your face as primary school and saying, I'm going to win, I'm going to win. It was more just, I go into it quietly, do my thing and didn't say anything. Um, So yeah, I loved it. And then when I finished school, I wanted, or when I was in school, I wanted to be a physio Um, didn't get the ATAR that I needed to get in so I went into occupational therapy at Monash 
and did that for a year but decided that it just wasn't for me. There just wasn't enough sport in it. So I then started at Deakin University doing a double degree um, in a Bachelor of Exercise and Sports Science and a Bachelor of Sport business sports management which I am still doing and nearing the end now but you never know what will happen um but yeah I love it there's a lot more sport involved and very passionate obviously about sport and then I guess my my mental health as I said earlier kind of became a little bit more self-conscious and more aware of things that were going on you know, once puberty hit early high school and I think it was towards the end of high school and start of uni that a lot of my friends or loved ones and people that I care about sort of came to me for advice or someone that they just needed to talk to about what was going on in their head, their struggles and I'm very fortunate that they felt comfortable enough to talk to me and be so open and vulnerable about what was going on in their head and they trusted me with that information. But unfortunately, I was that person that had to talk quite a number of people that I know out of taking their own life. And not only is that extremely hard on the person that is experiencing those thoughts, but can was also quite tough on me And I didn't really realise the toll that it took on myself and my mental health until quite a few years later. And so it wasn't until, you know, halfway through 2019 that I started seeing a psychologist and getting help and advice on my own mental health, which I'm so glad that I've done. It makes such a difference like you know if you're in sport you would know that if you've got a niggle like your shoulder doesn't feel right or your knee's not right or you're a bit sore you're a bit fatigued or you've got a race coming up and you want to make sure that your body is physically as good as it can be then you would go to the physio or a doctor or you know you'd have a a bath or do some stretching you would do everything that you can to make sure that your body is physically as best as it can be and I think that's the same attitude that we should be applying to our mental health. If, you know, we're feeling sad, we're feeling down, something's not right, you're having an off day, we should just feel as comfortable to talk about those things. So that's kind of the the direction that I want to go with this podcast is talking to people and sharing their stories and being open and vulnerable about what's going through your head and the struggles that you've had and then what advice and coping strategies you've learned along the way and the lessons you've learned and hopefully that can provide insight to other people whether that be feel more comfortable to talk to other people or they end up seeing a psychologist and they feel so much better for it or they just know that they're not alone and I think that's a really big thing because Although so many people that I care about felt so comfortable talking to me about what was going on for them, for whatever reason, I didn't feel comfortable in sharing what was going on for myself. And I think, 
you know, in school, like if you're going into a test or if you're at uni or whatever it may be, you've got an assignment coming up or an exam or a test and you're like, holy crap, I have not studied. I'm so screwed. What am I going to do? You message a friend and be like, I have not studied. Please help. And your friend replies with, I haven't studied either. And that sense of relief when your friend messages back saying, don't worry, I haven't either, is like, oh, oh my God, thank goodness. And I think when I started talking about my feelings and realizing that there was other people that feel like this and it wasn't just me, it was that same sense of relief that, oh, thank goodness, I'm not the only one that feels like this. And I really hope that there's anyone out there that's listening that if you have that, I'm so glad that you feel like you're not alone. If I'm able to help one person feel less alone, then I have achieved my goal. And I think the, the real driving factor for me wanting to start this podcast is in October last year, 2020, I lost a, oh my goodness, I'm going to get emotional. Um, I lost a really close friend of mine to suicide and I know that he was very passionate uh, about mental health and he was always so open with me about talking about his feelings and where his head was at and I'm so grateful that He was so open, but unfortunately, his mental illness just took over. Um, So this podcast is for him and hoping that no one else will ever feel like that or feel the pain of losing someone that they really care about. So... Oh, yeah, I will continue to learn about podcasting and mental health and interview a variety of people, whether that's because they're participating in sport or their mental health or it's about body image or a relationship that they've been in that hasn't gone the way it should have or they don't feel worthy or they don't feel loved, anything related to mental health or sport and just wanting to better yourself is everything that this podcast is about and I just really hope I can get that message out there so please 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 keep listening and following the podcast on social media and follow me on social media and I really really hope that we can just work together as a team and just get the awareness out there that it's okay not to be okay and you're not alone so stay tuned and I look forward to chatting to you in the next episode bye guys thank you so much for listening to this episode of the perfectly flawed podcast if you would like to stay up to date for when the next episode is being released you can follow myself on instagram at renee fox or you can follow the podcast at perfectly underscore flawed underscore podcast. I'll chat to you next time. Bye.